reviewing the PlayStation 3 game Doctor Who The Eternity Clock. Doctor Who has had a somewhat checkered past when it comes to computer games. You can go back to the mid-1980s with early attempts to bring our favourite Time Lord to the gaming masses with a series of games for the BBC Micro. It wasn't until after the show was cancelled in 1989 that we got our first proper Doctor Who games. Beginning with Destiny of the Doctors, released for the PC in 1997, this was followed many, many years later with, with the series revival in 2005 of a Top Trumps game for Nintendo DS. It was another five years before a further Nintendo DS game, Doctor Who Evacuation Earth and Doctor Who Return to Earth for Nintendo Wii were released in 2010. However, none of these games garnered favourable reviews from critics nor fans alike. But what were the main issues with these games? Well, the main problems levelled that these games were simply poor graphics, poor gameplay and a complete lack of being able to capture the essence of the show or the lead character. But there was a light at the end of the tunnel. Also during 2010, the BBC released the Doctor Who adventure games City of the Daleks, Blood of the Cybermen, TARDIS and Shadows of the Vashnarada which was followed by the Gunpowder Plot in 2011. All of these games released in the UK is free to download for the PC and also available across the rest of the globe for basically a few pounds or a few dollars each. While all were short to play and all followed the basic pattern of puzzle solving and mostly avoiding the game's antagonists, they were generally well received and a certain authenticity that most previous attempts were lacking. They captured or at least attempted to capture the essence of the show. All five adventure games are written by Phil Ford and were all intended to be canon. In other words, they were all official adventures of the Doctor, Amy and eventually Rory and were designed as actual episodes of the show and all featured the lead actors from the TV series voicing their pixelated counterparts. However, after the release of the Gunpowder Plot, the BBC announced they were not going to develop any further games. But on the horizon were two further games, Doctor Who Worlds in Time, which is a free-to-play MMORPG, or massively multiplayer online role-playing game, and Doctor Who The Eternity Clock, developed by Supermassive Games for the PS3 and PS Vita, both of which were released in 2012. Doctor Who The Eternity Clock was finally released on May the 25th, after being delayed from its original April release. I opted to download the game from the PlayStation Network, which is usually the cheaper option, but after looking at online shopping sites such as Amazon and Play.com, I found that there was no difference between the medias. At this point, I should have smelt a rat. After downloading and installing, I began the gaming experience. I knew from previews that the game was basically a 2D platformer, with a few puzzles thrown in for good measure, and Matt Smith and Alex Kingston reprising their roles of the Doctor and River Song. The plot of the game was described as this. Doctor Who, the Eternity Clock, follows the 11th Doctor and his companion River Song as they make their way to a planet called Clock, which has details on everything that has happened or will ever happen in history. As the Doctor and Song attempt to save Earth, they must battle against enemies such as Daleks, Cybermen and the Silence. Sounds pretty good, yeah? 
So when the opening cutscene started playing out, graphically, I found it only marginally better than the free adventure games released by the BBC. Sure, the graphics are smoother and the motion capture is okay. Even to an untrained eye such as mine, I could tell there wasn't much difference between them. However, when the gameplay starts, the problems really begin. The 2D platformer aspects of the game really, and I mean really, restrict the gameplay. The backgrounds are rendered rather nicely, but you cannot explore any of it. During the single player campaign, you are allowed to take control of the Doctor and River alternately, and send them scrolling across the screen in a highly linear fashion, which in the age of sandbox games such as Grand Theft Auto for example, this does not cut the mustard. We're running from left to right, you have to traverse the obstacles in your way, such as ladders and boxes. In fact, just ladders and boxes. Yes, the Doctor's greatest foes, ladders and boxes, have been bought to you with startling realism. And remember that bit in the TV show each week where the Doctor has to shimmy across a pipe hanging from the ceiling? Or move a box to be able to climb up a ledge? Or crawling under shelving? Nope, me neither. And you have to do this. A lot. In fact, all the damn time. Apparently this is the immersive gameplay we were promised. The controls are also dire, unresponsive and downright frustrating at times, which leads to a few unwanted deaths for the Doctor and River. And the side effects of these unwanted deaths find you have to replay the same sections over and over again. But what's the Doctor and River have in their arsenal? Obviously being Doctor Who, the Doctor is not going to be running around blasting his foes to pieces with a General Electric minigun, so he's armed with his trusty sonic screwdriver, which, to be fair, is animated rather well, as you make the Doctor wave the screwdriver around to scan his surroundings to find different ways of opening doors, which usually forms some sort of puzzle or minigame. And again, there are lots of these puzzles to solve, which are usually forming some form of circuit, Again, just like the free BBC Adventure games. As for River, she is on with her lucigenic lipstick and her trusty pistol, which is used to disarm rather than kill, this being Doctor Who after all. But how about the Doctor's foes? While playing this game for my review, I encountered Cybermen, and only Cybermen. The reason for which I'll come to later. At this point, the game is also exactly the same as the free BBC Adventure games, as you have to avoid any bad guys rather than facing them down as the Doctor should be doing. There is also the same level of avoidance when playing River Song, until the situation demands that she use her pistol or lipstick. All the puzzles, climbing over or pushing boxes and basically running away from your enemies quickly makes the game very, very repetitive. Now remember that I said I encountered Cybermen and only Cybermen? Well, at this point, I gave up. I became so frustrated and downright annoyed at how poor this game was, I did not want to waste any more of my time on it and quickly yearned to go back to playing Assassin's Creed or Batman Arkham City, for argument's sake. I can only say that I was bitterly disappointed in this game. If the game had been free to download, I might not have been so bothered. It's the fact that I and others like me had to pay money for this dross and that particularly sticks in my throat. What is also annoying is that while the BBC Adventure games were not the greatest, they were fun, managed to capture the essence of the show and most of all, are free. Well, in the UK anyway. And the bad news is, there's not going to be any more of them. So my advice to you is this. Stay well away from the eternity clock 
and just play the BBC Adventure games instead. The Eternity Clock will take up all your valuable time for no other reason than to annoy you. And for you and me, time cannot be rewritten. Podcast, a proud member of the Doctor Who Podcast Alliance. If you'd like to get in touch with us here at the show, please drop us an email at feedback at who's-he.co.uk and please also visit our website, which is at www.who's-he.co.uk and you can also follow us on Twitter at who's underscore he underscore podcast. <laughs>